Hello, welcome to the Own Your Health podcast. I'm Cindy Lynn, and I can't wait to help you step into your health power. Now, today's topic is conflicting messages. And if you're not sure what I mean by that, maybe you'll recognize some of the frustration that I hear from my clients in my practice. Cindy, I don't even know what to eat anymore. First, they say something's good for you, then they say something's bad for you. Or, I don't know how much exercise I'm supposed to do. If I just go for a walk, does it not make a difference? Now they say you have to do high intensity exercises. And it's always the, the they, right? And the same could be true even for spiritual practices. You know, if I can't meditate for 15 minutes, I can't sit still, I can't do that. I guess I'm not good at meditation. I guess there's no point in trying. So I'm here to tell you that it's absolutely normal to be confused by all of these messages. It's also absolutely normal to be frustrated when you set off to do something that you've been told by experts is really good only to find out it's not or it doesn't work for you. And one of the first things I talk about with my clients, one of the first questions I ask them, whether they're talking about exercise or nutrition, I won't even say diet, or spiritual practices. The first question is, what is your goal? And it may seem obvious if you're talking about nutrition. You may have been on a diet of some kind or another for the last 15, 20, 25 years. I get it. But when we start to talk about nutrition or when you read something, when you start asking questions about it, the information that you're getting may be set up or designed for or works well for someone who has a completely different goal. So let me give you a really good example, a nutrition example to start out with, <clears throat> excuse me, that is that I get very commonly. And that is, I understand that I am supposed to eat really well before I exercise so that I have energy to exercise, okay? Now, that statement is true for some people and it's not true for other people. It all depends on what your goal is. So taking this one simple example, and I will, I will boil this down very simply, Obviously, the body's more complex and your goals may be more complex. However, if you are exercising as a means to burn calories and lose weight, and, and the caveat here is that nutrition is probably 90% of weight control, but if you want body movement to contribute to weight loss, then you'd want to exercise in a fasting state because your goal is to use up energy. So you want to exercise on an empty stomach. Now, if your goal is performance during that exercise, being able to run faster or run farther or run for a greater amount of time, lift more, build muscle, then you may have 
nutrition, you may have food before that workout because you're fueling performance, not weight loss. So using this very simple example, you can probably think of many things that you've read that always say get a high protein snack right before you exercise, carb load right before you exercise. Well, if you're trying to perform, that may or may not be something that works really well for you. If you're not, if you're not exercising for hours at a time, and you're not exercising for the performance itself, but rather to get the results of the exercise, then you're going to want to hold off on eating. And not only hold off until after your exercise, but a good half hour even after that, so that your body has the opportunity to burn all of the glucose that's stored in your liver, for example, and in your muscles. So there's a lot of complexities to this, and we can certainly do, if it's something of interest, we can certainly do other episodes on the specifics of those. But right now, I just want you to think about the messages that you've read, you know, and we see them in magazines, we see them all over, where it says, oh, this is how you need to fuel up for exercise, or it's better to exercise without eating, it's better to fast for a little while afterwards, and it's, and they're both true. It just depends on your goal, okay? And obviously, owning your health means owning your goals. So you need to ask yourself, all right, if I'm looking at a nutrition program, if I'm looking at a program my friend has done or my cousin's done or this person at work who's in really great shape has done followed this nutritional plan, are my goals the same as hers was? No. If I'm reading an article and it sounds fascinating and it sounds like, okay, maybe there's some something to this, is the stated goal for the nutrition program the same as your goal? And the next question that often comes up for people it, when they're, we're talking about it and they say, I, well, I don't really know what my goal is. I mean, yeah, I want to lose weight. That's always a common one. Um, but I really want to feel better. I, I want to be able to exercise better. I want, and, it, and we work together to figure out what your goals for this nutrition is. Now, I used weight as an example. We also can have very specific nutritional plans if we're trying to heal, if we've had a chronic or long-term illness, or even if we're healing from, uh, healing and recovering from surgery. That's a very specific goal. Um, if we're healing from a virus, if we're in the midst of a virus, all of those are different goals that would allow you to choose different information to follow. And once it sounds a little bit overwhelming, but once you start differentiating, once you start looking at an article you're flipping through in a magazine and it talks about run harder, longer. Okay, that's the goal of the nutrition plan that they're setting out. If running harder, longer isn't your goal, then that nutrition plan probably won't uh, be something that you even want to try. And in fact, it could be counterproductive to what you're trying for. That nutrition overlaps with the exercise, and we can use some of the same examples here. Um, I often get the question, what is the best exercise? What exercise should I be doing? 
All right. So again, we can read, we get, we're inundated with best new exercise, 15 minutes a day. You can get totally fit doing this exercise. CrossFit is the best thing out there. No, it's not. I don't care for it. Um, you know, running is easy. Anybody can do it. No, not really. It takes its toll. Um, and, and you could tell my bias in this, in this here because I work with people rebuilding their health. But it is important for you to figure out what it is you're trying to do with exercise. So if you're really looking for flexibility as opposed to stamina or as opposed to being able to walk a really long way or be able to stand for a long time, if flexibility is what you're looking for, then maybe yoga or Pilates would be a good exercise for you. Walking is good for most anyone who can do it. However, if you have difficulty walking, if your gait makes walking uncomfortable, then walking more probably won't help. So then maybe a stationary bicycle would be a good option. If you're working to, for example, build bone mass, if you have a history of osteoporosis in your family or you have osteopenia and you're looking to build that muscle mass, biking probably isn't going to be as helpful because it's not as weight-bearing as walking is or something like rebounding. So it's very difficult for someone who doesn't know you and doesn't know your goals to make exercise recommendations. And very often in my office practice doing MAT, I see, I see clients who have gone to a trainer and have shared a goal that maybe wasn't communicated clearly, maybe there was a misunderstanding, um, but the trainer is trying to train them with the system that they always use and the person gets injured because that's not their goal. That's not their starting point. That's not where they are. So can anybody do CrossFit? I suppose, but what's the price you're going to pay? Can anybody be a long distance runner? Yes, if they really want to. But for example, that's not something I recommend for women because you will pay with your thyroid if you are a marathon runner. There's kind of no way around it. And it probably sounds sexist and it probably sounds anti-feminist or, or whatever the, you know, there's a lot of isms out there today. But the fact of the matter is, is that our goals determine what we want to do. And then what we do with our body is going to cause either positive or negative reactions. Now, if you have always wanted to run a marathon, you can certainly train and do that. But then I would highly recommend that you have a training plan for recovery and recuperation so that your body can heal from that process of running a marathon because you are doing a, a fair bit of damage to your body in that kind of distance running. The same is true with weightlifting. And in fact, weightlifting by its nature causes micro injuries in your muscles is what makes your muscles sore. That also is what makes your muscles grow. So when it comes to lifting weights, we do want to lift heavy, heavier things. And heavy is a relative term, depending on the person. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that process is something that you want to understand 
if you're trying to build muscle. And building muscle is actually a pretty good goal for most everyone, even those of us just going through life on a day-to-day -day basis. Because we tend to be healthier and more resilient if we have muscle on our body. But what that means can be very, very specific to each individual body. So again, what is your goal? The last area that I want to talk to is the talk about is spiritual practices, because that's another one that I hear a fair bit about. I get the question, okay, I would really like to learn to meditate, but I've tried so many times and I just can't sit still and I just can't empty my mind. And I get more frustrated and I get more angry the more I do it. So why would I do something that's supposed to help me relax when all it does is make me feel more anxious? So again, I ask, what is your goal? Is your goal to, <clears throat> excuse me, try something new? Is your goal, if it is your goal to be able to sit perfectly still for 15 minutes, then that's what you want to practice. But that isn't necessarily meditation. Emptying your mind isn't necessarily meditation. In fact, there are many, many different types and styles of meditation. So in order for us to own our health in starting a practice like that, the question again becomes, what is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? For some people, meditation is a practice. Actually, it's always practice. And some days it goes better than others. And I hesitate to even use that word because we don't inherently want to rate ourselves. But for the sake of our talking about a potentially new topic here, these are the words I'm going to use. But the practice comes in having yourself commit to a behavior and then follow through on that commitment. So regardless of if it's transcendental meditation, if it's a, just a simple breathing meditation, um, and, and we explore a number of these different meditations uh, in the Heal Your Life community, but there's, there's something about committing to yourself that I'm going to take 10 minutes a day, and if 10 minutes starts too much, it sounds like too much, start with five. I'm going to take five minutes a day and I'm going to be still and I'm going to commit to whatever type of meditation meets my goals. And maybe that's five minutes of paying attention to your breath, inhaling and exhaling. Sitting there, five minutes, whatever comes up in your mind doesn't really matter. Bring it back to the inhale and the exhale. And we can explore different types of meditation if that's a desire. Absolutely drop me a line at the link below. But the point is that when we want to own our own health, whatever practice, whatever exercise, whatever nutrition, whatever spiritual practices, whatever habits we want to develop, when we look for the best path, the first question we always need to ask ourselves is what, what is our goal? Because in order to pick the first, the best path, we need to know where we're going. 
and that's the goal. So I welcome you to spend a little bit of time looking a little bit more critically at some of the information that you receive in these areas or other areas where you find frustration, where you read about studies on supplements, or if you read about the latest headlines of what works and what doesn't work, and you're ready to throw up your hands and say, what's the point? It's all conflicting information. Does anybody know what's going on? Yeah, a lot of people know what's going on. You just have to figure out who those people are that know what's going on for the goals that you want. If I can help in any way, absolutely let me know. And until next time, let's own it.